Hello and welcome to Out of the Fog. I'm Karen Hager. Each week at this time, we gather for spiritual conversation with enlightening guests, and I'm glad you're here. If you head over to karenhager.com, you can find out more about my work as an intuitive guide and spiritual teacher, or you can find me on Instagram, where I'm Fog City Psychic, to see what Maisie the dog is up to. Um, Spoiler alert, it's mostly napping. Um, There used to be a lot of frolicking, now it's mostly napping, but she's cute when she naps, right? And you want to see that on Instagram. So go over to Instagram, where I'm Fog City Psychic, and you also can see the latest jigsaw puzzles I'm working on and extra out of the fog stuff and all the fun stuff is over there. Now then, women are keepers of deep wells of wisdom, all of, all of us. But those more masculine aligned ways, those linear logical ways of proving what we know with our women's wisdom, sometimes that denies the validity of what we see or feel or know. My guest today is Lauren Wittig. And she says that by rediscovering our unique wisdom, by owning it with confidence and unleashing it into the wild, women can bring greatly needed balance back into the world. So how do we do that? And that's what we're going to talk about today. Are you ready to meet her? Lauren Wittig's passion is to help women recognize and unleash their innate and experiential wisdom, emotional, physical, and spiritual, so that they can bring that wisdom consciously into their lives with confidence and joy. She does this through her heart light wellness practice, where she provides intuitive energy healing and transformation mentoring, through her wise women's circles, and her curiously wise podcast. Lauren's novels are award-winning stories of women finding their wisdom and owning it, too. You can find out more about Lauren and her work at heartlightjoy.com. Lauren, welcome to Out of the Fog. Thank you, Karen. I'm so happy to be here. I'm glad you're here too. Uh, let's let's start by getting into what you mean when you say wisdom. That word is kind of beautiful and comforting. It can be a little bit scary, and sometimes it's a pointy sword <laughs> that people use to talk about the things we should have known, but don't. So what is wisdom to you? Yeah, I would first say that I don't think it's that, that point of we should have known. That's not wisdom. That's That's experience or knowledge. Wisdom is, is something that we all have and we have it from the moment we come into this world, but it's so such a feminine sort of way of thinking about things or moving through the world, using your wisdom, as opposed to, as you said, you know, the things you read in, in a textbook, um, it, it's been sort of hidden away. It's like only really old people get to be wise. Huh. And I would posit that we're all, as I said, we're all wise from the moment we're born. Babies can be so wise, you know, they know how to do things and, uh, we don't even really have to teach them to, to them. <laughs> um, but wisdom for me is, it's very much attached to that deep inner knowing that we all get. And, and I think probably one that probably every woman I've ever met has experienced and might not call it wisdom, but you know, when you've been like going to a parking lot after dark and, you know, from somewhere and you just get this sense that you really shouldn't be there. And maybe you want to turn around and go back and find somebody to walk you to your car. That's wisdom. That's something that is coming to you from deep inside 
probably also from your guides. I know, Karen, you like to, to teach about guides as I do. Yes. And paying attention to it is really where you become wise. All too often we're taught to go, oh, no, that's just my mind playing tricks. Mm, feel for it. Feel into it. And for me, wisdom always has a physical aspect to it. And so I guess that's the easiest way for me to define it. It's when I get that 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 punch in the gut or that heart opening. Oh my gosh, that feels so good. That's my wisdom talking to me. So I'm thinking about this now in a different way, not a not a deep well of things that we can reach into and pull out information, but I'm hearing you say that wisdom is something alive and something that asks to be expressed in our physical lives. Yeah, yeah, it's a, it's a tool that we brought with us to live this human experience. And I believe that a lot of it comes from past life experiences because I I have a lot of things that I know looking back, I brought with me into this life, um, including all the work that I'm doing now. But it it is a physical, for me, it's always a physical thing. The body is a communicator. It communicates our emotions. It, it, it communicates physical pain. It communicates things we don't want to look at because it'll it'll get twinges and pains and I mean rashes or you know it'll it will let us know that it's not happy uh, because we're not happy but it also will authenticate or validate is probably a better word things that we just know or things that we in, intuitively are tapping into i hope that makes sense i'm really trying to to figure out how to explain it. Cause for me, I'm such an intuitive person. It's often difficult to describe things that I do naturally. There's this kind of a school of thought that says that if you are perfectly in tune with your body and everything is in, a, with, is in alignment, then you will have clear intuition. Then you can tap into that knowing then what about those of us who are in bodies that are not always in alignment? Mm -hmm. What about those of us who are work kind of playing hurt a little bit, right? Working mm -hmm. on those growing edges, but not in that perfect, whatever that is, supple flow between physicality and our spirituality. Does wisdom speak through people like me too? Can it, can, when you're playing hurt, can mm -hmm. wisdom come through? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. I think, I think that's when um, we get, we get those knowings. And knowings and wisdom to me are often connected. They may not be exactly the same thing, but they are are spawned by one another. Um, but your body knows. Your body knows things. And th there's physical wisdom. You know, your body. <laughs> okay, here's an example. I, from my youngest memories, have been afraid of heights. And one of the ways I experienced that was I would get somewhere high and I would feel like there was literally a string attached to my tailbone pulling me backwards. Huh. That's some sort of inner wisdom that I had even as a small child, that that was a dangerous place to be. I haven't experienced a, a past life there where that would have been the, the genesis of that. But I can imagine based on a lot of the other lives I have been exposed to that, yeah, I probably had an issue with that at one point. Um, so that's wisdom that came through the body when I was too young to even, you know, intuitively um, notice that there was a fear there and that there was a good reason for it. I knew I was uncomfortable, but um, yeah, so there's that. My daughter just told me yesterday that she'd had a, um, a session with a 
a healer. I can't remember exactly what the modality was, but she was told that she should live near the mountains. Well, the first time we took her to Colorado when she was about, I don't know, 13 or 14, she said, I'm, I'm going to live where there's mountains. I have to live where there's mountains. I want to be in mountains. She chose a college that were in mountains. She <sighs> lives in Seattle where she can see the mountains from her, her home. Um, and she did all of that because the wisdom within her told her that was something she needed. How do you differentiate between wisdom and intuition? Or are you using those terms interchangeably? I think I think it's probably I'm probably using them interchangeably. I depend so much on my intuition and it is so often wise. Yeah. <laughs> wise, wiser than I am, you know. It, and when I pay attention to it and I follow my intuition, everything tends to turn out pretty darn good. If I get up in my head and start questioning that, I am negating that wisdom. I am I am discounting it is probably the better word. And I have learned over, you know, a fairly long lifetime now that um, nothing, it's not that nothing good happens if I negate it, but the really juicy stuff doesn't happen if I negate it. So there is that sense of intuition. And, and yeah, I guess I am calling that wisdom. I've really never had to kind of break this down before. It's really interesting to, to do it on the fly here. Um, yeah, it's... I get what I call intuitive hits. Mm-hmm. I'm sure you do too. Mm-hmm. And I think that's, I think that's where wisdom is really um, kicking in. And I call it an intuitive hit, but it's a place where wisdom is saying, hello, hello, pay attention. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> and, um, and I, fortunately I have gotten a lot better at listening to that, but some of the best things in my life, if not all of the best things in my life have happened because of an intuitive hit. And, um, and they were, and they're deeply wise. I actually, I, I also call my, my higher self. I call her wise Lauren, hmm. um, because boy, if I let her come through, she is so much wiser than I am. <laughs> and it's so, so there's, you know, there's, I don't know how to break it up into distinct pieces and parts. I believe that it all comes through, um, organically and in concert with a lot of different words that we as humans like to use to break things apart um because there is the physical part there is the intuitive hit there is the knowingness there is that wise lauren that i can tap into sometimes especially when i'm meditating um but they all come together um organically into this one ball that i think of as wisdom well and it takes a lot of courage can take a lot of courage to say yes i want to receive this yes i'll trust my wise lauren yes i'm open to this even if we may have been told that what we think or feel doesn't matter or we're making it up or we're afraid Mm -hmm. of what might happen if we open up that part where i say yes i trust wise karen i'll ask her to step in yes i trust my guides yes i trust my intuition i know just from my own story and my own experience it can be a little scary to say Yes. How can people listening do that? I, I, I've been on the same journey. <laughs> I hid for a long time in what I was learning and doing with my spirituality, with my healing practice, with the things I've learned about working with my guides. It. I resisted. I, I call that hesitation to say yes. I call it resistance. It's like, I don't know what that's going to look like. And it scares the hell out of me. 
even if I'm in a place where maybe I'm not so happy, you know, there's that devil, you know, versus the thing you don't. For me, a lot of it was meditation, just allowing myself to get quiet, to quiet my ego, to quiet down all the what ifs and shoulds. I hate the word should. I still use it, but I don't like it. Um, And allow myself to essentially play with ideas. It's like, okay, well, what if, and I am a writer. And so what if is the favorite question of writers? What if I were a healer? What if I trusted that I could help people with that? What would that look like? Or what would be even better? What would that feel like? And then work from the feeling. I love that. One of the quotes I have up here on my desk, and I've forgotten now who said it. Uh, Maybe Chani Nicholas said this. I disrupt my self-doubt with experimentation. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I, and I love that, that, so a lot of my training, um, early, early in my life was as an actor mm-hmm. and that idea that you say, yes. And the idea that you say, yes. what if that you allow yourself, no matter what the circumstances, no matter how bad you're hurting, whatever way, if you just allow that little light of possibility in that I believe is that's where you can start to make that connection with spirit or your guides or your wisdom or intuition or whatever you want to call it that can start to change the path and light things up. Yes. I love that. The power of what if. The power of what if and, and play, mm-hmm. you know, allowing yourself to play is something I'm still working on, <laughs> but I'm getting a lot better at it. But that what if is such a playful term. And, you know, my, my podcast is curiously wise because being curious allows your wisdom to come up. So playing play what if, play yes and, you know, what if I were a healer and I got to do podcasts? How cool would that be? And that lights me up. So, okay, if I follow that, if I trust that the feeling is true and don't worry about how I'm going to do it all, the universe will bring it to me. You're listening to Out of the Fog, and I'm talking with Lauren Wittig. Her website is heartlightjoy.com. That's a good place to go and find out about more about Lauren and her work, and also to find out about some of the books that she has authored in her in her other life um, as a novelist. So Lauren, we were talking a little bit before we started this recording and just a little bit just now about guides, and I wonder if you can say um, not who your guides are. I don't mean say like there's Jimmy and Tommy and uncle Sam, but, um, but who, who are guides to you? What does that mean? And what do they do in your field? Um, well, I have so many now they, they have, um, gathered over the years that I refer to my guides. Some of them have names. Most of them don't, but, um, I refer to them as my all (laughs) y'all. And I grew up in the deep South. So that, that works for me. They didn't like posse. And so, um, but for me, I have angels, I have ancestors, I have um, earth elementals. I have uh, mystical beings. I have uh, sometimes my grandmother will show up. Sometimes um, it's just a sense of the earth guiding Um, so I, I have a lot and I was never one to go, who are you and what are you? It just wasn't something I was worried about or cared about, but some of them have offered or came to me in a visual way of, you know, an an inner seeing, um, so that I know I have a lot of American Indian, um, ancestor, ancestral, um, guides. 
And, but the very first sort of experience with something like a guide was uh, a channel through a friend who channeled, um, spontaneously channeled Archangel Michael. Wow. She'd never done that before. There were three of us sort of having a, a girl's weekend and it just, we were playing with some Oracle cards playing literally, let's just play with them. <laughs> you know? And, um, and this came through and it was the start of, it was a, it was a real jolt for me on, on to the path I'm on now. Um, so they can be anything. And my favorite example of how useful they can be is that same friend, um, later was, uh, joined by a, an angel named Sarail and Sarail helped her do her household work, run her errands, all that kind of stuff. She sort of organized it for her, for my friend. And I was like, oh man, I need somebody like that. And Sarail said, this was another girl's weekend. Sarail said, uh, well, I, I can work with you too. I don't have to just work with one person. <laughs> and I went, well, what I really need is like a personal shopper. And she's like, great. I love to shop. That works. And so <laughs> she is my personal shopper. And the first time I ever consciously used her to, you know, asked her to help me and ask is a big word. You have to ask. Um, I, I was getting ready for a hiking trip and I, I said, I had been looking for this pair of pants. I knew they existed, but I couldn't find them. And I just finally went, Surreal, please, would you go and see if you can find these kinds of pants? I didn't get too specific but just, you know, sort of a lightweight hiking pant. And if you find it, let me know where, and I will, and I'll go get it. And about, I don't know, two or three days later, I'm eating lunch and I get this sudden bolt of knowing I, I have to go to Columbia over at the mall and back in the left-hand corner of the store on the sale rack are, is, are the pants that I want. Oh, I mean, it's crazy. <laughs> And you you talk about doubting. It was like, oh, I I just made that up, you know? right? But I said, well, what if it's true? Let me go. I'll go see. It's you know, it's a fifteen minute drive there. So I went. I walked into the store. It's a store I'm familiar with. I walked back to the left hand corner uh, next to the shoe section, and there on the sale rack was not one but two pair of pants that fit me, and were exactly what I was looking for, and were on sale. Oh, I love it. <laughs> oh, that's great. Is is communication with our guides always that straightforward? I don't think it's always that straightforward in that um, you can't have a time limit on it. You know, sometimes I'll ask for things and I've learned to just let it go. You know, I'll ask and, you know, let me know when the time is right. And sometimes, sometimes that was particularly quick, but sometimes it's, you know, a week or it's a month or it's, it's been a year at times um, before I get whatever it is I asked for. That's where I, I call it divine right timing. Because you can you can set your order out there. You can ask for help. But until the timing is right, the divine right timing, it may not happen. And the other thing is if it's not in your highest interest, it probably isn't going to happen. So that if you ask your guides for, I don't know, a, a private jet and a pony to put on the private jet and the that you can ask all kinds of things, but if it's not in alignment, it won't happen. That is my belief. I haven't run into anything personally that way because I tend to still be a little cautious about what I ask for. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, but, and I also, I, I love it. I learned this from the other friend that was on the girls weekends um, is that I have learned to say, you know, here's what I'd really love. And I try to couch it in terms of 
feelings, not, you know, actual things that, that example was actual pants, you know, but (laughs) um, if it's really big, I try to, I try to say, I want to feel this way about, you know, about my work, something general like that. Um, So it's sometimes it's a little hard to tell the, the thing I, I I just remembered what I was going to say. The thing that I, my other friend taught me to say though, when I ask for something, like I could say, Surreal, I want the perfect little black dress or better. Mm. And the or better leaves it open so that you're not like hemming it in too much. I know when I first started asking for things, I was very specific. And I think that's harder to receive in some cases, at least, because you've really locked it down. You, you don't leave spirit room to get creative. Um, so I try to really be a little loosey goosey with my asks these days. Well, and so but, much yeah. about intuition and wisdom is about possibility. Mm-hmm. So I love that or something better, right? Mm-hmm. Chocolate chip cookies or something okay. better, the pony or something better, mm-hmm. more in alignment. I, I love questions that leave room for that more than I feel like part of why our guides are with us. And part of why we carry this deep intuitive knowing is to help us navigate the more than not just our practical life, which it's super helpful in, but also in our kind of exploration of the part that's more than just our regular physical life. Yes. Yeah. And that's really where they really come into play in, in, incredibly useful ways. And I have, I have one guide. She was one of the very first ones that showed up for me. She didn't even speak to me for several years. And it took me a while to figure out what her, why, you know, why she was working with me, but um, she presented herself as an American Indian and she's her, she gave me the symbols for golden Eagle woman. So that's what I call her. And her role for me is to hold my fear. And I didn't realize that that's what she was doing. But once I did, now I can go, you know, I'm feeling a little, a little uncomfortable about this, a little fearful golden eagle woman. Would you hold my fear for me? And then I have learned to say, and you can get rid of it anytime you want. I don't want it back. (laughs) (laughs) So, um, yeah. And, and you, you know, guides are very funny if we let them be. So it's the humor is always a, a really uplifting energy to bring to it. So. So in, in my own experience, I see my guides as like carriers of that wisdom of that intuition um, mm. as a way that we can have that connection with spirit, but then have it kind of filtered to us in ways that we can understand and, and use it mm-hmm. um, for, for you and in your teaching and in, in your work, how can people connect with their intuition and connect with your guides? I'm imagining people listening going, well, that's fine for Lauren. She's obviously really cool, (laughs) but I don't have guides or I don't think they talk to me or that might be scary. How can people start to open up that connection? Well, bring play into it. And my very first tool that I, I learned to use in working with my guides. Now I was playing with cards, but I think I really was just playing. I wasn't really getting very much information, but um, I love a pendulum. Hmm. It's super simple and you get validation. And I think that uh, figuring out how to get your, the messages that you're getting, get them validated in the beginning is really important because it builds trust. And so I love the pendulum as a beginning 
place. Now, a pendulum is anything that you can hold between your finger and your your forefinger and your thumb and has a little bit of a string or a chain or something and a little weight to it. And you can, if you just hold it up and let it still, and then you ask it to show you a yes, and then you ask it to show you a no, and then you ask only yes, no questions. And when I began, I would ask questions that I knew the answer to so that I could validate with the, with the pendulum. And that was a huge trust builder for me. And I still pull mine out and, and use it every now and then it's like, did I get that right? You know, and my guides in my head are going, yes, you did. But I do the, I do the pendulum anyway. (laughs) So um, that, that ability to validate is really powerful in terms of building that trust and getting to know them. The other tool that I used early and some people have a hard time with this and some people just take to it like, you know, fish in water um, or ducks in water. I can't remember what that saying is. <laughs> um, and it's what some people call automatic writing, but I don't really feel like that's exactly what it is. For me, um, I can I can type on a computer without having my eyes open um, because I've you know written six novels and I can do, <laughs> type in my sleep. Um, and so what I like to do is meditate. And then when I get done meditating, immediately pick up my computer, bring up a document, a blank document, and ask a question. And often the question is simply, what would you like me to know today? And then I hit return a couple of times and I let whatever comes into my brain come out of my fingers. Mm. I do not, I try not to look at it. I don't worry about whether I'm getting every word spelled right. I don't worry about whether I've hit return or you know punctuate. I don't worry about any of that. I just let it spill out of my head and through my fingers. And the first time I did that, I was at the prompting of, of one of those girls that was with me on the, the, women, the, the girls weekends. Um, she said, Lauren, I bet you can do this. Try it. And I did. And when I stopped, she said, okay, now read the answer to the question. And it was so clearly not me. Yeah. It was, it was kind, it was wise, but it was also a little more formal than I would have written it. The, the, um, the words were words I knew because they come from my vocabulary, but they weren't words that I used regularly or in that way. Um, if there's metaphors, I'm often in awe because they're not something I would have thought of. Uh, and so it was very clear to me that that was not me. It was some, it was something bigger and, and beyond me. And that's my favorite way now. And that's the way I typically will have, you know, instead of just the sort of everyday stuff I've been talking about, if I want to really get that knowledge, that wisdom that they have to help us with, I use this method and I'll ask them a very specific question and then um, allow them to come through me with information, guidance, wisdom. Sometimes it's, it's really just a comfort you know, I'm upset about something and it's, it's more of a comforting message that this too, you know, this, there's a purpose, get yourself out of victim mode and think about it. And, you know, um, but those are my favorite ways because I can go back and read them again later and get even more from them. We've been talking about this in the context of women's wisdom. Mm-hmm. And I'm wondering for people who find themselves in male bodies or identify as males, they don't get the wisdom. Oh no, absolutely. They have the wisdom. They absolutely do. We all have it. And our our culture has trained us to really only honor the external things that we learn or that we, you know, we we have access to. And it, it's made all of us 
a lot more of us are are waking up now, but I think it's really made it almost um well, it's frowned upon to look inward and to to trust what's inside. And that's emotions, it's thoughts, it's feelings, it's it's you know, it's the intuitive stuff that we have. And we all have it to some degree or another. It's just a matter of if you're interested in tuning into it. If you are, then then you can. If you I, I, I know some people who are like, oh, that's just belly button gazing and I that's just a waste of time. It's like, well, okay, I'm sorry you feel that way. I don't. <laughs> And, um, and I think my life is the better for, for having all of this additional support and loving energy and guidance. And I wish everybody did, but yeah, it's not, it's not male or female. I think women are, we're, because of our biology, we are more tuned into the interior. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think men absolutely have the same ability. It's interesting sometimes just in my own spiritual journey, I have found that sometimes the things I'm quickest to dismiss, my wife calls me the queen of saying no first, right? Oh. No. Um, do you have time for it? No, sorry. Don't. No, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, I didn't finish the question. Right. So for me, I'm learning that instead of saying no first, that there is wisdom in looking at the things I dismiss so quickly. Mm-hmm. Why did I cut her off like that? Why did I say no? When I didn't even hear the, right. And sometimes in our own spiritual journey and our learning and our connection with our intuition and our guides and that deeper connection with the divine, the things that we dismiss out of hand, no, it couldn't be that. No, I'm not open to that. Maybe stop and see if you can soften that a little Mm -hmm. bit. It's different than going ahead when you feel and know truly that something is wrong. Right. That you always have that freedom. And one of the gifts of wisdom, I think, is freedom. You always have that freedom to consider, why am I dismissing this? What am I scared of right now? Mm -hmm. And what if I went further? Yes, that's that fear. And then the what if. That's the perfect combo. Recognize the fear and then play with what if you weren't afraid. What if something better came along? And it's very freeing. Curiosity is an amazingly powerful thing. And I don't think, I think we are, I know I have lost a lot of it as I've grown older. I think school kind of shut down a lot of curiosity in me. Um, and, and where I have allowed it free reign are the areas where I have thrived the most in my, in my life. I, I would throw in there that maybe curiosity can grow as we get older because (laughs) as our life experience deepens, there's more uh, at least for for me and my, so I'm in my late fifties. Mm-hmm. One of the things that I found out is that I I'm never going to get to the end of things to learn, things to explore, mm-hmm. conversations to have, books to read. I will never ever get to the end of it. And so for me, as I've gotten older, my curiosity is growing because I kind of the part of me that likes to limit and likes to say no first says, well, you know, don't explore that. You'll run out of things to learn. What are you going to do when you're done with that? You're going to be bored. And the part yeah. of me that likes to explore goes, no, wait, there's so much. Yeah. It's like an endless supply of fun things to learn and explore and try. Yeah, absolutely. For me, this spiritual path has really opened up my curiosity. Yeah. When I first, that that first time with uh, Archangel Michael, you know, we were asked for questions. I could not think of a single question to ask. I literally couldn't get anything out of my head or out of my throat that was in a question form. 
And boy, I'm not there anymore. (laughs) (laughs) I can ask all sorts of questions now. And that's part of why I love these podcast interviews, because both as a guest and as a host, you get to ask a lot of questions and think about things in new ways and, and, and put together concepts that you maybe hadn't, hadn't gotten curious about putting together yet. You know, so it's, um, yeah, curiosity is awesome. So how can the listeners connect with you and your work and how can we find the podcast? And you dropped a hint to me before we started the recording. You've got a cool free guide thing. So can mm-hmm. you say all say all the things? About say all the things. <laughs> say, say them all. No pressure. Don't forget anything. Well- Oh, God, right. That I'm 63, almost 63. So yeah, that, that don't forget anything thing is not so good anymore. Oh no. Um, <laughs> uh, I, you can find me at heartlightjoy.com and I am on Instagram, Facebook, LinkedIn, um, and they're all there. So you can find that if you go to heartlightjoy.com and you wait a heartbeat, uh, a pop-up will come up to sign up for my newsletter. And if you share your, your email with me, then you will get a download of a PDF that I created called Lauren's top three ways to communicate with your guide guides. And, um, and this is really the three basic ways that I teach in a course that I'm also about to launch in, in a couple of weeks, I'll be launching a whole course video course on how to communicate with your guides. Um, so if you get on the newsletter, then you'll get notified of that. Um, my podcast is called curiously wise practical spirituality in action. And it's, you can find it anywhere, including on my, on my, um, website. I think I covered everything. I love it. Um, I, and I love practical spirituality in action because that to me is what this wacky earth school journey is all about. Yeah. Right. Can, can we come in with that hybrid of our spiritual connection and our in fleshment, right? Our humanity. And what can we make out of this odd conglomeration of things? How much fun can we have? What can we learn? What lessons can we explore? What paths can we work out? Like that's what it's all about. So Mm -hmm. practical spirituality and action just really floats my boat. Ah, I got that from my guides just a couple of weeks ago. So yeah. And I was immediately like, that's amazing. So Um, thank you so much for talking with me, Lauren. This was great fun. Oh, thanks, Karen. I've really enjoyed it. And I, I've, I, it's been interesting having to think about things in a, in a more, um, in a way I can communicate with others. So I appreciate that. That is Lauren Wittig. You can find out more about her and her work at Heart Light Joy. If you wait a second for that pop-up to come up, you can sign up for the newsletter and that will not only let you know when new courses and new offerings are coming up, but will also get you that PDF about top tips for communicating with your guides. And of course, you're always welcome over at karenhager.com. It's a good place to find out about upcoming classes and events. You can even book a private session with me there if you are so inclined. And there's always fun to be had on Instagram where I'm Fog City Psychic. How's that giant night reef jigsaw puzzle I'm working on coming along? You might ask. Well, follow me on Instagram and you will find out. And thank you for listening today. Together we are spreading a little more light in the world. And a little more light is always a good thing. Until next time, I'm wishing you peace.